like these are to the glory days at the stick. From who's got it better than us to brick by brick. It's always the 49ers way from off season to game day. Yeah, we talk back. It's the 49ers cut back. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. Welcome to the show, everyone. Hail of the tape. You're going to have a heavyweight battle between two of the best teams in the NFL. You got to know how they measure up. And that's exactly what we're going to get into in this episode is how the San Francisco 49ers, presumably the NFC, uh, NFC's best team versus the AFC's best team in the Baltimore Ravens. This one is going to be a lot of fun. We stick strictly to the numbers. We just go through how these teams have been performing this season and see if we can get a clear path on what they do good and what maybe their weaknesses are. And if any of those weaknesses coincide with the strength of the opposing team, or if it's strength on strength, weakness on weakness, it's a lot of fun. So I hope you guys are all ready for this episode. I can't wait to do it. I love doing this one every week because it just gives us a really good idea of the type of team that we're going against what their strengths and weaknesses are. And of course, we'll talk about the players involved along the way as well. And if you're watching, please like and subscribe to the channel on the push for 5K. It's going really good. And if you're listening on audio platform, 49ers Cutback on Believe. I really appreciate all the support I'm getting from all my listeners across every platform, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, so many others as well. You guys truly are the best. And when you're talking about these two teams, uh, they are just really, really good. I mean, both teams are 11-3. and three. And any time you got to this point of the season, you got three games left and you are 11-3, you are doing a very good job. And both of these teams have a lot of talent. They have a lot of depth. And they're just really good football teams. You just go position by position and you just find strength. Well, that guy's really good and that guy's really good. And then you look at the coaching staffs and you're like, wow, they got two really good head coaches and they have some pretty good coordinators as well. They have good position coaches. So you just see that there is a, a lot to like about each team. And so when they go against each other, that's when you find the magic. That's when you find these games that you just have to watch. This is one of those games that everyone around the NFL should be wanting to see. Because not only do you have two of the best run defenses, two of the best defenses, Two of the best scoring defenses. You have hard hitters on both sides of the ball. Defensive guys, a defensive lineman that could get after you. Linebackers that run and hit. But on the offensive side of the ball, you got two quarterbacks that are in right in the thick of the MVP hunt. You've got weapons on weapons from Odell Beckham Jr. and Zay Flowers all the way to the 49ers with McCaffrey, Debo, Ayuk. Then you've got two good tight ends. Isaiah Likely's been playing well for Baltimore. George Kittle is getting really close to 1,000 yards again. Just very much talent all over the football field. And so this is one of those ones that it could go either way. So that's why I'm really excited to get into the numbers and talk about these two 11 and three teams. Now, if you plan on betting, please bet with Bet Online. All the major pro sports are in action this week with college football playoffs ready to kick off. Bet Online is your number one destination for all your sports wagering info, including news for pro football, the NBA, upcoming fights, and NHL games this season. Head to the website today to get in on the action and see all the updated odds for the week. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B L E A V, 
to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. So let's get into this. Our 11 and 3 teams. Points per game. Look at the offensive scoring. 49ers had been well over 30, and then they went into their three-game losing streak, two of those against NFC North teams, and they scored 17 points per game. It wasn't the, the best time for the 49ers offense, but now they've been trending in the right direction. Trent Williams got healthy. Debo Samuel returned to the lineup, and since then, the 49ers haven't scored less than 27 points in a game. And since the bye week, they have been absolutely tearing it up. And if you look over at the ja- or look over at the Ravens, and of course the Ravens just played the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's who the 49ers played coming out of, of the bye week. The Ravens are handling business on offense. I mean, Jacksonville's defense is no, no slouch. Uh, and the Ravens were doing such a great job in that game. Lamar Jackson showed his talents and his abilities. 27.4, one of the most high-powered uh, offenses in the entire league. So the 49ers got their work cut out for them on defense. But I like this. This is two high-powered offenses that are going to be going against two very good defenses. So there, you give them opportunities, and they're going to be able to take advantage of it. 49ers playmakers through the roof. Uh, with the Ravens, there's playmakers here and there and a dynamic quarterback. I mean, a quarterback that can beat you uh, more than one way, whether that's with his arm or with his legs, and he's absolutely dynamic once he gets outside in the open field. So uh, this is going to be a fun one. Offensive explosion. We'll see. We'll see how good these defenses play against the other. When you're talking about offensive yards per game, the reason I like to take a glimpse at offensive yards per game normally would be not a stat that's really that important is because teams want to try to get to 400 yards per game because that illustrates a lot of balance. Talk about this every single week. You want 200, at least 250 yards to the air, 150 yards rushing the football. When you get there, you're an elite caliber offense. That means you're taking time of possession your way. Uh, you're handling the run game. There's lots of things that you like. So looking at this gives you a little bit of an overview and a glimpse of how these teams perform. And just looking at it, yes, 49ers have been trending in the right direction. When you look at the Ravens, they're really close to that 400 mark as well, which means they can take care of time of possession and they can wear you down if you give them the opportunity. And uh, quick overviews always do that. So uh, very nice. Here's something interesting. It's not very often the San Francisco 49ers go into a game and the opposing team runs for more yards on the ground than they do. But the Baltimore Ravens, 163 yards per game on the ground. Now, it's going to be a little bit different. They did lose uh, a running back and a very speedy running back. So they're going to have to go with Gus Edwards, still very talented. They're going to have Melvin Ingram available. Uh, so we'll see what he ends up having or doing if he gets that many carries. And then, of course, they got Justice Hill as well. He's more of their third down back. But they've got talent, and a lot of the reason they're able to run the ball the way they are is the effects of Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson just makes it difficult for defenses. Whether he's actually running the football or not, it still puts stress on you because you have to make sure you account for him on every single snap. Whether that is one of your edge defenders making sure they stay home and don't commit to the running back when they're in the read option, or if that is uh, just making sure when you do collapse that your outside linebackers there to take when you run the switch. Uh, those things are very important. So 49ers know they've got to allocate a lot of resources to limiting the effectiveness of Lamar Jackson. That's the stress he puts on you. Because as soon as you start getting a linebacker that is accounting for Lamar Jackson in the read option game, 
that means that you are setting up them to be able to hit you with some RPO. That linebacker vacates, you throw the ball in between. That's just the kind of the game. Now, of course, the Fournier's can play it another way. Linebacker leaves. Lamar thinks he's got something. Safety comes in the void. You got that avenue. Or safety comes up, and he's the one that actually takes Lamar. Linebacker stays home. Stays home. There's lots of interesting ways to go about this. It's a chess match, but you just have to, just we talked about, a D-end, a linebacker, and a safety all for one play, potentially, depending on the look. It's just so complex, and that's what Lamar Jackson does to you. Now, the 49ers, they have been running the football at a high level. Every single week coming out of the bye, it's gotten better and better. They went stale for a little bit, but they have a lot of success running uh, to the left side behind Trent Williams, behind Aaron Banks, and they've had a really good success with the edge blockers doing a good job. So uh, this is a strength on strength. You would have to give the edge to Baltimore right now as far as stats because of the stress that Lamar Jackson puts on. We'll see what kind of loss it is losing a running back with 4-3 speed and having to go to more of a power run game with Gus Edwards. Uh, it could play right into their hands, though. 49ers struggled to stop duo blocks and stop the interior run game last week. So we'll see. It's going to be interesting, but both teams are definitely equipped in the run game. Now, when you look at the pass, this is where the 49ers have an advantage. Brock Purdy has been executing in the passing game at a high level. His receivers have been securing catches and then yards after the catch have been phenomenal. They are the yak bros for a reason. They are absolutely phenomenal. And in the open field, they make pretty much any defender struggle. So the 49ers are going to have to make sure that they get something going in the passing game because this could be an advantage. When you look at Baltimore, though, their pass defense is still solid. So even though the 49ers are having success through the air, doesn't mean that it's always going to be the easiest way to go. You want to go at least a resistance way. Could be the passing game. We'll see. When you look at the Ravens, whenever you're running for 160-plus yards on the ground, your passing numbers aren't going to be as large, of course. Uh, they still have the talent. You look at this team with Zay Flowers and Odell Beckham Jr. and Nelson Aguilar and Rashad Bateman. They have guys. Now, with Bateman, I don't think he's lived up to the expectations they were hoping when they drafted him. But when you look at some of the other guys, uh, Flowers is an absolutely dangerous guy in space. Odell Beckham Jr. can beat you vertical. Now, neither one of them have had huge seasons, but they have dynamic ability, which will stress the 49ers. So the 49ers secondary has to stay on their P's and Q's this week. Yeah, Once again, same thing as Arizona. Respect the speed, but don't over-respect it. Make sure you still are willing to come up and not give that extra space. So it's going to be really interesting. But Lamar Jackson has had some success through the air. And I think whenever you're talking about Lamar, the main goal for most teams is to keep him inside the pocket. Well, he's found some success there and has been able to uh, win inside the pocket. So this isn't the same Lamar Jackson we saw in 2019. This one is definitely uh, grown a lot. He's definitely better at his reads. He understands what he has to do. He's more uh, running to extend, but he's still a pretty good passer. And his completion percentages just can, can continue to go up. So let's look at the quarterback comparison here. Lamar Jackson, I talked about his, his uh, completion percentage going up. 66.3%. That's great. I mean, that is winning uh, with the football in your hands. And so, yes, you want to keep him in the pocket, but that number alone makes you know you can't do what you did to Jalen Hurts and just let him sit in the pocket for 8 to 10 seconds. That is not going to be effective because Lamar Jackson has proven he can beat you in those situations. So 
there's going to have to be times where you look to bear down and get to him, where you bring pressure and you make sure you get home on Lamar Jackson. So uh, 66.3%, though, very, very good. Look over at Brock Purdy. This is the first time in a few weeks he's dipped below 70% on the season. He's at 69.8% completion percentage, and he was playing at such a high level, seven straight games, over 70% with a touchdown. Uh, That was really, really good second all-time to Joe Montana, who did it eight straight games. So Brock has been very, very good as far as accuracy and getting the football to his receivers. You look at yards, Brock Purdy has, you know, a good amount of yards over Lamar Jackson here, Uh, you know, 690 yards. Lamar's had a really good season, over 3,000 yards passing. He has a chance to get close to 4,000. Once again, when you run the football as effectively as the Baltimore Ravens do, you don't have to account uh, for many yards or many conversions in the passing game. So you just don't see the overall numbers that you see from Brock Purdy, where the 49ers have turned to him sometimes. Load the box, worry about Brock. I mean, that's that's kind of your pick your poison. You load the box, you're going to worry about Brock. And if you worry about Brock, uh, Christian McCaffrey is going to get going. Touchdowns, Brock Purdy, 29 touchdowns to Lamar Jackson's 17. And then turnovers. They've both done a really good job of taking care of the football. And we talk about this all the time. You want to be a 2-to-1 ratio in the NFL. So Lamar Jackson is over a 2-to-1 ratio. He's having a really uh, good season, and he's making sure he takes care of the football, and he makes sure he's accurate. So uh, Jackson showing all the caliber of a stud quarterback, and I I like the fact that he's taking care of the football and not turning it over. Uh, When you look at Brock, 29 touchdowns to 7 interceptions. He's now over 4-to-1 ratio. He's on an elite caliber level right now. He needs to continue that trend. Take care of the football against a very pesky and very aggressive Baltimore Ravens team. So uh, I think this is going to be a fun one there. Now let's talk about sacks. Lamar Jackson's been sacked 34 times. And of course, whenever you have the ability to escape the pocket, whenever you have the ability to extend plays, sometimes you just get brought down more. 49ers need to make sure that that is the case in this game. Look over at Brock Purdy, even though it most think 49ers offensive line is not as good as the most teams that they play. They've only given up 26 sacks. And for those who don't watch very much 49ers football, it's because Brock Purdy is able to escape the pocket pretty consistently. He has good pocket awareness and is able to navigate through. The touchdown last week to Christian McCaffrey, where McCaffrey falls down and it gets up and goes for a touchdown, it it comes from a, a really nice look from Brock Purdy. He's getting pressure right up the gut. He has to escape, and he gets rid of the football down the field. That escape ability to extend plays is exactly what makes Brock Purdy a little bit more special uh, than most. I mean, he's just really, really good at it. So sacks, neither one of them want to be sacked. There are going to be opportunities, though. And then you look at their quarterback rating, uh, Brock Purdy at 119. It's uh, it's close to setting a 49ers record all time. And you look at Lamar Jackson, 96.5. He's having himself a really really good football season. I'm very impressed with Lamar Jackson overall uh, this season. Third down conversion percentage. 49ers are converting at third down at a 48% rate. This has been a steady climb as the season's been going on. And if if you're a 49er fan and you've been watching uh, the tail of the tape all year long, you can see this thing's climbing. And I've been saying, to be an elite NFL offense, you need to convert at 50% on third down. 49ers have been over 50% consistently over the last four games. 
because of that, their number is near 50% now on the season. That means if they have third and short, they're probably getting a first down. Uh, this is this is great news for the 49ers, exactly where you need to be if you're going to be a successful team in the NFL. Because when you are able to get first downs on third, you uh, extend the time of possession, you extend your drive, you keep your defense off the field. It is mightily beneficial. So third down effectiveness is huge in this league. And you're seeing two teams here that are pretty good. The 49ers near the top, near the elite caliber. And the Baltimore Ravens are kind of that upper half you know, of the league as far as third down conversion percentage. And a lot of what's done on third down happens on first down and second down. Those early down uh, successful plays are what make it so you have manageable third down. So both of these teams are pretty good at it. 49ers are really, really good at it. When you look at third down conversions allowed, the Baltimore Ravens are in the elite caliber. I've been talking about this. You need to get down to 35%. Uh, if you're 35% or lower, you are considered an elite defense on third down. 49ers are hovering around 40%. They've went below 40%. They've went above 40%. But this seems to kind of be where their defense is. Of course, a lot of times when you're blowing teams out, some of these numbers can be skewed by backups uh, that are playing, and that has to be taken to, into account. But the Baltimore Ravens have been better on third down conversion rates that are allowed. So uh, Baltimore's going to be tough. You have Here's you have a strength of the 49ers converting at 48% compared to the Ravens uh, that are stopping people at 35%. So this is going to be where the rubber meets the road on third down. 49ers need to extend plays. They need or extend drives. They need to make sure they get first downs. And Baltimore needs to make sure they get off the field. And when you look at the inverse, 40% allowed for the 49ers on third down, their defense, and the offense for the Ravens, 42%, pretty even. Uh, so you have strength on strength, and then you have even on even. It's pretty interesting when you go through the numbers. Let's look at the points allowed because these two have the best scoring defenses in the entire league, and they've been going back and forth. Uh, 49ers were right behind the Baltimore Ravens after the Ravens had the close win against the Rams. Uh, that's when their number inflated over 16 points a game. Then the 49ers just had this game against the Arizona Cardinals where their number inflated. So basically, these two teams give up 16 points a game. They're the two best scoring defenses in the entire NFL, and you, we talked about how good the offenses were. 49ers average over 30. Ravens average over 27. Something's got to give. One of these defenses is going to finally give in and give up some points. Uh, but it's going to be tough sledding. This is going to be a tough game for an offense. So if an offense gets rolling, they're probably going to win the game because these defenses are very good, and they just don't give up points. They're very good in the red zone. They limit you on third down. This is how you win football games. And with the 49ers, they do it other ways besides just limit you on third down, which we'll get into in just a moment. Air yards. So this is yards through the air uh, per game. 49ers give up 310. So 49ers, you know, definitely. I'm sorry. This is just yards. This isn't air yards. This is just yards uh, per game. I'm going to say that's a lot of pass yards. Uh, no, this is yards per game. 49ers give up 310. Ravens 287. Uh, Ravens definitely give up less yards, uh, you know, on defense uh, than the 49ers. But the 49ers see this number go up and down. It's normally hovering around 290 to 299 around that area. The Arizona Cardinals game definitely inflated it. Uh, but you see two defenses that do a really good job. You want to be below 300 yards that you give up per game. That's the elite caliber. Pass yards through the air. 49ers have been pretty consistent. Anywhere from 215 to like 225. So they do give up yards. 
through the air, but when you're playing with a lead like the 49ers do, teams usually abandon the run and turn to thro- throwing the football, and we've seen that. And uh, last week, the Arizona Cardinals had some success throwing the football late in the game, and it definitely elevated their stats a little bit. We look at the Baltimore Ravens. They have been really, really good, and they have tremendous talent in that secondary. So I think this is one of those things where uh, the 49ers know that this is going to be a tough matchup for them, but you've got you've got Debo Samuel, you've got Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle. You've got to go out there and find matchups that you like. Now, when you're talking about that defense on the other side, they have Kyle Hamilton who can do it all. He can line up in the slot, uh, play the nickel role. He can play safety. He's a big nickel. He's great. Marlon Humphrey, right, has no respect for the 49ers. Uh, that that was fun. Um, he he's very good. He's talented. So. That's going to be a fun matchup on the outside, whether it's Ayuk or Debo, who goes against Marlon Humphrey. And they've got Brandon Stevens, Marcus Williams. It's a talented group. 40 yards are going to have to battle, play in and play out. And they've done a really good job of limiting the, uh, the success of opposing offenses. And they'll be tasked with stopping one of the best offenses in the entire league, if not the best, with the amount of weapons the 49ers have. Now you look at rush yards per game that are allowed. And... The 49ers actually have the edge here, and most people will point to Arizona and say, hey, but they give up 234 yards on the ground. Here's the thing, though. The 49ers before that were giving up 79 yards per game on the ground. The reason that it got inflated is because they have injuries. Whenever you're missing two interior defensive linemen that are starters and the impact starters that they are in Eric Armstead and Javon Hargrave, you're going to get the ball ran on you a little bit more. You throw in the fact that they were missing starting Sam linebacker Oren Burks, and it just complicates things even more. So, yes, they were ran on last week by the Arizona Cardinals, but just because the Arizona Cardinals are 3-11, don't take away from the fact that James Conner and that Arizona Cardinals run game is pretty good. They average 123 yards per game on the ground, so they're one of the top 10 teams in the, in the game running the football. Uh, but they did take advantage of the 49ers. They absolutely did handle the 49ers' interior defensive linemen, and the 49ers desperately need to have Hargrave and Armstead uh, back in the lineup and stopping the run because with them, this defense is an elite rush-stopping defense. Without them, they're definitely not as talented. When you look over at the Baltimore Ravens, they're giving up 102 yards per game on the ground. It's tough sledding. They have really good edge defenders. They have a solid interior defensive line. And they have absolute beasts at linebackers. So uh, can the 49ers run the football against the Ravens? Yes. Is it going to be tough? Yes. Kyle Shanahan is going to have to scheme this up and find advantages where he can use people's aggressiveness against them, but also be able to use his skill players on the edge to create extra spacing to run the football against this 3-4 defense. So it's going to be a fun matchup. The Ravens are going to be dedicated to stopping the 49ers run game and making the 49ers one-dimensional. And the same thing goes for the 49ers. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to stop the run game of the Baltimore Ravens when they have the players they have like Gus Edwards, uh, but Lamar Jackson as well. It's going to put a lot of stress on those guys to go out there and make plays. And it's just not easy uh, to consistently get stops against a mobile quarterback and a sufficient run game. And Baltimore plays, say this, they play like an AFC North team. They're very physical. They're very tough. They're going to hit you. They're going to be in your face. And you have to handle the bully. Uh, so when they come in there and they, and they bully you around, you have to match their energy. You have to play tough. You have to play physical. You have to play fast. And that's exactly what the 49ers have been built to do. 
They've been built to be the biggest, baddest bully on the entire street. And now they got somebody rolling in. That's the biggest, ba- baddest bully where they come from. It's going to be Sparks, that's for sure. Let's talk about turnovers because this is one of the keys I talk about every single week. When you look at it, third down efficiency, it's important. Red zone efficiency is important. And then giveaways, takeaways, and turnover differential. Uh, I think turnovers always play a huge uh, part in a win or a loss. And you look at the giveaways here. These teams take care of the football. We talked earlier, Brock Purdy, seven interceptions. Lamar Jackson, seven interceptions. They do a good job. Uh, The 49ers are definitely the best in the NFL at taking care of the football. 12 turnovers is not a lot. They've had Brock Purdy. He's accounted for nine turnovers a season. And then the other three are for fumbles. You had two by Christian McCaffrey. And then you had one by Brandon Ayuk. So uh, the 49ers take care of the football at a really good level. And the Ravens aren't bad either. 16 is not a bad number. Uh, the amount of games that the 49ers and Ravens have played this year, it's just over one per game. Of course, you want that below one per game, but when you look at how they play and the style of football that they play, turnovers are inevitable, and they're inevitable for any team. And so I think they do a pretty good job taking care of the football. I don't see a real edge there yet. Takeaways, 49ers with 25 takeaways and 21 for the Ravens. And the 49ers continue to make plays in the secondary. Jair Brown has a couple interceptions, but Charvarius Ward has four interceptions now and one pick six. He leads the league in pass breakups, and he's second in the league in interceptions. He's having a phenomenal year. So the 49ers are making plays in on defense, getting the football in their hands. Fred Warner has been superb this year. It's, it's just been a really dynamic performance as far as takeaways. But you look at the Ravens, and they're only four behind the 49ers. They're opportunistic. They jump on routes. They make plays. They punch the ball out. So you got to give credit to the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Even though the 49ers have a slight edge in the amount of turnovers that they cause, the Ravens are not anyone to sleep on. They will create turnovers. They'll make stuff happen. Physicality, hustle, those usually lead to turnovers. And so you see that this is going to be a tight one. And whoever takes care of the football could win this game. Now here's where it gets a little bit more of a discrepancy. The 49ers... 13 plus 13 in turnover differential to the Ravens, five. So the 49ers create more turnovers, and they take care of the football better than the Ravens, and that's where you see this difference. This is an area the 49ers can build upon. If they can create turnovers by the Baltimore Ravens offense, then they can use that on their side of the football to create uh, scoring opportunities. And with the way Brock Purdy and the rest of this team takes care of the ball, you would think the advantage is them. Now, if Baltimore is able to create turnovers against the 49ers and the 49ers lose the turnover battle, they'll probably lose this game. If it's even, it could go either way. If you win the turnover battle, you're likely to win. That's how important these games are when you're talking about winning and losing. It comes down to a few details. And you're going to have two of the better quarterbacks in the league. And so they're going to be out there. They're going to be making plays, extending plays. And there's going to be a lot of fun stuff that comes out of this matchup. But when it comes down to the numbers, I think looking at it, you got to give the slight edge to the Baltimore Ravens running game. You give the advantage to the 49ers passing game. When you look at the defensive side of the ball run defense wise, I think it's going to be pretty even. We'll see. But I know the numbers would lean towards the 49ers, but I don't know the status of Hargrave or Armstead. There's no way I can give a real advantage that way. And, and thanks so much uh, to Run Schmidt for the subscription. Really appreciate you joining the 49ers Cutback. 
Uh, that was really great. So thank you for subscribing. And when you're looking at the matchups, you just have to find little areas, right? 49ers, uh, strength on strength. This one is not an advantage either way. Converting on third down compared to Baltimore stopping them on third down. Same the other way. Third downs are not an advantage either way. Takeaways is an advantage for the 49ers. Uh, pass game, an advantage for the 49ers, except for the fact that the Baltimore Ravens have a really good pass defense. Close. It, it, it's really close. It's going to come down to minuscule details. It could come down to some special teams things. It's very important for the 49ers to not struggle in coverage this week and kick coverage on special teams. No turnovers on special teams either. That can't happen. So the 49ers need to make sure that they take care of the football in this game. The way this one is shaping up, it's going to be an absolute battle down to the end, a Christmas Day beauty. I, I'm looking forward to it a lot. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And the 49ers can go ahead and set themselves up. They can set themselves up for a prime position to be the number one seed in the NFC, and they can make a statement here against the Baltimore Ravens, a good Baltimore Ravens football team. And on the other side, Baltimore Ravens, they can tell everyone, hey, we're actually the team to beat in the NFL. And if they come into Santa Clara and they beat the 49ers, it's going to be hard to argue with that statement. So uh, 49ers, Baltimore Ravens, Christmas Day, it's going to be great. I hope you guys will all join me for more content that's going to be coming out during the week. Of course, game preview show still to come up this week, and I'm going to get into some of the matchups. So it's going to be a lot of fun. This is episode of Four Years Cutback. The tale of the tape is brought to you by Bet Online, where the game starts. Like and subscribe to the channel, audio platform, Four Years Cutback on Believe. You guys truly are the best. So catch all the content that's coming your way, and I'll catch you guys in the next one. Until then, stay safe. And remember the right way is always the 49ers way.